This is Tom and Becky in the Morning in podcast form. Presented by United Staffing Associates. Choose a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. Let USA help you find your new career or a new employment opportunity. United We Staff. I have a great life, but it's not a perfect life. But it's good. It's my like an above ground pool. You ever seen one of them? It's a pool. When was the last time you took a nap? Monday. Two days ago? Yep. Okay, from when to when? Um, I would say... Gosh, it, well, I'm seems, thinking it here. seems like it's taking you a long time to answer. It was right when I got home, so probably 2.30 to yes. 3.30. The bewitching hour, as it's called. Like, 2 But I never four. take naps. Okay. I haven't taken a nap in... Okay. Six months, probably. And was it great? It was much needed. Amazing, right? I'm telling you, this is the thing, though, but you have to you have to get in the habit of doing it. But there's a time in the afternoon, sometime between two and four, where work life just sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, we have this story on naps, and we've talked about it a million times, so I'm not going to go into all the details, but basically, it's about power naps. And when I say power naps, it's 30 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. Einstein took naps for 15 minutes. 30 minutes, I set my timer. Did you read that? I know. <laughs> I set my timer on my phone for 30 minutes. And you, you start to fall asleep, and you're kind of in and out, and then all of a sudden your alarm's going off, and you feel like, you, you instantly feel like maybe you didn't get enough, but then you're up and at them, and all of a sudden... You're wide awake and you're ready to go, and it was the perfect amount. A 30-minute power nap is great. I just have such a problem with napping because I can't fall asleep. So when it's like, okay, I have 30 minutes to sleep, by minute 29, I finally started to be able to doze off. I had to... It feels like that. I had to set my room as if I was going to bed. And the only reason I was even able to do this is because Jeff happened to be home that day. So you like, got into yes, bed? I'm taking advantage of oh, this. Okay. He's home. Yeah. He's never yeah. home in the afternoon like that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, he's home. I'm taking a nap. So yes, I had to shut all the like like blackout curtain curtains. Did you put blackout your, curtains, did but you put your things on, your goggles. Sleeper mask. Yeah. I put on Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm like, I have to act like I'm actually Buddy. going to bed. And Buddy. it still took me twenty minutes to fall yeah, it's, asleep. It's fine though. It's fine. I don't ever crawl back into bed, but I'll be on like a couch or something or even a chair. Oh, yeah. Set the timer, close my eyes, and just just let it go. And yeah, I don't know when I fall asleep, five minutes in, ten minutes in, but it's only for a handful of minutes. But it is so good, and you just you wake up, and you are ready to tackle the rest of the day. I do it a lot when the fair's happening, you know, in Paso, when I got I got to work late at night. It is an invaluable tool. It's not our jug pole, but it probably should be. Do you take naps? I'm sure that's been a jug pole. I'm sure it has. Times. And you can't, I know, you can't sleep for like an hour because then you wake up and you're all groggy and messed up. It's like 30 minutes. It's a power nap. It's an Einstein power nap. 20 minutes, 25, whatever it is, under 30. It's great. And I've got this whole story on why it's great, but I'm not even going to bore you with that. I'm I'm just going to tell you. Take my word for it. In fact, Jug Country, 
that's what you should do with everything. When I say something, just take my word for it. Don't make me go into the details. Aggressive Jamie said, I'm with you, Becky. I hardly nap, and when I do, I have to convince myself I'm going to sleep. That's <laughs> how I feel. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I just, and there are times when, like, you know, you're totally tired, and you don't really have a lot going on, and everyone's kind of home for the day, whatever, and I would, like, close my eyes for a minute on the couch, you know? Yeah. That also is very rare. Yeah. But if I'm, like, the plan is to take a nap. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I did Maybe something. one day. I did something this past weekend, and my body must have been tired. I know my sister, you know, I love my sister so much. She believes in the sleep theory of your body makes up for it at some point. So usually during the week, I, I rock, what, five hours of sleep a night? Maybe six, tops, five. But this past weekend, I did the five, and then I, I was like, you know what? Just close your eyes again. Don't get out of bed. Go again. And I closed my eyes and I made it like eight hours. It was unbelievable. Of sleep at night? Go you. Last weekend. It's like Saturday or Sunday morning. I don't remember which one. It might have even been nine. Like, I think my body needed it. I don't know. Sleep is weird. Whatever. Oldest person ever from Illinois text in. Said he does a power nap at lunch every day sitting up. And I know a girl who I used to work with that would Mm. go to her car and sleep. And I yep. always found that to be very weird in the parking lot. Okay. Like, really? I get it, though. I mean... I totally get it. I get it now Wait. a little bit more. I still could not probably go to my car in the parking lot I hear and just go to sleep on my... Way back in the day, when I was a teenager and I was working up at Boot Barn up in Paso, when Boot Barn then, it was Reddy's Western Wear, but... Lunch break... At 30 minutes, I'd eat lunch so fast, and then I would sit on the couch, close my eyes. As a teenager, now teenagers need more sleep, and I'd be able to get a quick nap in. I just don't know how people... I think that there are some people who can, and some people who can't. I just am in the team. I don't understand how people can just fall asleep. Oh, I, I, wish, I wish I could do that, yeah. because if I could just fall asleep... Yeah, I think you just need to get a little bit older. Maybe. A little more life under your belt. Um, Madison said, I cannot intentionally take a nap, but every so often I'll feel so beat. My body tells me I need a nap. I'll lay down and take one. Wake up surprised and refreshed. So, yes, yeah. Madison, like I'm the same. Intermittent faster. Said my husband literally cannot nap. I can fall asleep anytime, anywhere. Mm. Uh, Mr. Glass, oldest person does do that every day. Blacked out sunnies, almost like walking past an open casket. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe we should... They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. A teenager had to be rescued from California's Forest Hill Bridge, which is 730 feet above the American River. It's, uh, where is it located? A little bit east of... Uh, like by Auburn. Yeah, a little east of Auburn. It's California's highest bridge. It's the fourth highest bridge in the U.S., Authorities say they received a call about 6.30 p.m. that a teen boy was dangling from a rope on the bridge. First responders found the 19-year-old had gotten stuck as he was being filmed swinging from the underside of the bridge by his 17-year-old friend. His equipment failed, and he was left hanging approximately 30 feet from the base. They lowered a rescuer down to the teen and successfully brought him up. He was fine. There was no medical issues, and both teens were cited for trespassing. 
I mean, really? Like, this is the stunt you want to do? Nope. You out of your mind? Yep. Bye. Maybe not, but dumb. Dumb. I'm sick of everyone doing everything for social media. Right. What's the worst thing you did? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? No. The worst thing. What's the worst thing you did or the most dangerous thing you did as a teen? Was it to steal your aunt's car and drive it? I was not a teenager yet when that happened. You were... You were in elementary school? You stole a car? Probably 12. And I didn't steal a you car. You stole a car when you were 12. I was 12. a passenger in the car that okay. my cousin decided right. she wanted to take on a joyride. Right. And that's stealing a car. Did you ask your aunt? No, she was at work. We were bored. She was at work and you were bored. And there you go. We just wanted to take it for a little drive down the dirt road. And you ended up crashing it. My cousin crashed it bottomed the- out and ripped the right. oil pan off. The right. That's what happens. Not me. Okay, was that the worst thing you did, do you think? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. I think with that answer, there's other things there. You want to share? No. I was a, a, generally speaking, outwardly a very squeaky clean kid. You couldn't hang. I I could not hang with you, I guarantee you that. Like, I was nervous when I'd say a curse word Did you ever sneak out? Yeah, but in my later years, years. the person who was sneaking you out in the passenger side, like they couldn't slow down because you would hear like dogs would bark and stuff. So they had to pick you up by your belt loop to scoop you, scoop you into the car. No, no, not me, not me. me. You're holding Boone's farm in your hands. Not me, not me me. either (laughs) in a field, like a dark highway. Right, buddy. Nope. I mean, I I know I, I know I've thrown eggs at cars. I know I've thrown water balloons at cars passing by in the night. Uh, I did have the prom with a bunch of friends, and we had the Bartles and James wine coolers, not the Boone's Farm. We had Bartles and James, where you know, when I was a kid. But I I don't know. It's that like the like I I stole a candy bar when I was like in fourth grade or something. Like the worst thing. The former secret agent said in college, we would pile into a car, drive to a bridge, and just jump into the water, except for the driver. So scary. Now, we did that in high school. Oh. Like, we would jump off. I think kids still do it, actually. And there's a line painted on the bridge where you knew not to hit the rocks. Like, this is... And our parents knew we were doing it. Like, don't jump from here because jump, you'll hit no, rocks? you jump on where the line is. So you look down, and you're standing yeah. on the line. Okay. Oh, we'd hold hands jumping in. And it was an overpass on a highway. Oh, Cars sure. are driving by... Our cars parked everywhere. Highway, highway 154 did one part of that? I couldn't imagine what the people driving through this town... Because it's like right on the edge. <laughs> you know what? Buddy. <laughs> buddy. I feel blessed that you're here with me today. I kind of do. Like, I think there were a handful of occasions where things maybe could not have worked out for you. 1,000%. And I kind of feel blessed that you're here with me today. It's almost like a miracle. I think you and I have talked about like when you know, you're in high school, like the dumbest thing that you did, mm-hmm. like a party and hiding under a car and someone tells you to put a penny in your mouth because that way they can't tell if you've been drinking or not. Yeah. So you're sitting there with a dirty so penny in your mouth like, no one's so, going to be able to tell. So good. <laughs> so good. The cop's like, I don't care about the penny in your mouth. Why are you lying under a like, car right now? With a, with a mouthful of change. Right. <laughs> 17 cents in your mouth. Why are you? Why are you under the car? Sure, surely it's not because you've been drinking. Oh, 
my God. Good Lord. Look, the former secret agent, I'm so glad I'm not alone. This an OMG forgot about the penny trick. So that is the thing. That wasn't just like I wasn't catfished. <laughs> you were definitely catfished. You got 49 cents in your mouth. Oh. Good Lord. I don't know, man. We put pennies on so railroad the dumb. railroad tracks in Santa Margarita and wait for the train to come by. Like we weren't in danger of getting run over by the train. We knew when the train was coming through. Came through the same time every day. I don't know. Today, would you let Oliver go put pennies on the railroad tracks? Yeah. Yeah, sure, right? Like I mean if I'm like with him not gonna be like, go play on the train tracks. Well no, that was that was my parents and grandparents. Like, bye. Did anyone ever try and scare you and tell you that'll derail the train? You no. You can't I, put those out there. That'll derail the train. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It just ends up with a smushed penny. Yeah. And parents and grandparents that didn't care. Like, come back, dinner's at six. <laughs> be back at six. If you if not only be back at six, be back at six if you want dinner. If you're back at seven, you heat it up. Right. You're out of we luck. don't. We're eating at six. Nowadays, parents are like, "Oh, what time do you want to eat, Johnny?" Back in the day, be back at six or don't. I don't care. I give zero s's about. Go play outside. We're doing adult things here. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Can we get back to how you got picked up by a belt. Sure, by a moving. <laughs> Kind of in the mood to do three uh, three strikes and you're out right now. Live. So. Yeah, I'm kind of in the mood. Like I, I told you today, like I'm feeling it today. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's just do it live. Uh, it's brought to you by our friends at Orchid Burgers, and we've got a gift card for you if you win. Call right now, 805-549-8698. We'll play three strikes and you're out. Orchid Burgers with a unique menu of fine, fresh, and fried foods. They're open seven days a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Orchid, of course, and in Grover Beach. It's Orchid Burgers. So uh, the game is played like this. I ask one question, and then their top eight answers are on the board. And you have to give me three correct answers before you give me three incorrect answers. And if you do that, you win. You can ask Becky for some help. Got a really interesting question today. I think this will test some people, but I think it's a good one. I think it's a fun one. Okay? Okay. So if you want to play, call right now, 805-549-8698. Let's play Three Strikes, and you're out. Uh, good morning, Tom and Becky. Who's this? Uh, this is Jessica. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? I'm good. All right. What city do you live in? I live in Tascadero. Right. And what is your mother's maiden name? Stop. Don't, mother, don't you dare answer that at all. What is your social security all? number? <laughs> Can I get it? I was like, oh, what are I, you don't, I don't I just, like when you do that to people. I just, I'm making sure they're paying attention. Okay. I'm making sure they're paying attention. Jessica I'm is paying attention. I'm not copying, so I almost All right, here we I go. I got you, Jessica. All right, Jessica, let's play a three strikes and you're out. I ask you one question. I need three correct answers before three incorrect answers. You can ask Becky for help. Here is today's three strikes and you're out question. Name a famous Poet. Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe is the number one answer. Good nice one. job, yep. Jessica. You got one right. All right, here we go. Time for number two. Name a famous poet. Another one? Yeah. Ooh, oh, same question. You feel that frost in the air? It's getting a little oh, Stop cold. it. Stop <laughs> it, you mother, father. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Um, is Dr. a poet or no? What? Is Dr. Seuss a poet? Dr. Seuss is not a poet. Was Dr. Seuss's first name Robert? Oh, my gross. 
Omar. Robert Frost, maybe Robert he's a poet. Frost is, a, is a poet. There you go, number two. You're cheating, Becky. You're cheating. <laughs> By the way, Robert Frost is like the only poet I know. Like You're I trying know to that. lead her down the right path. Oh, gosh. Dang it. All right, Jessica, one more. Name a famous poet. <laughs> okay. And now on this one, I'm going to ask Becky for help. Oh, well, there you go. That's You know what? That's really smart. That's really a smart way to play the game. You got two right. You need one more. And she turns to you, Rebecca. Okay. So name a famous poet for Jessica to win. Well, how about William Shakespeare? William Shakespeare is a famous poet. Okay. And Jessica has won. <laughs> Nicely done, Jessica. Right. Was Sylvia Plath on there? Uh, no, but but so glad I could go with that one. Shakespeare was number three, so Edgar Allan Poe was one, Robert Frost two, William Shakespeare three, then Emily Dickinson, yeah, Walt Whitman, yeah, John Keats, never would have ever guessed Maya Angelou, nope, and then William Wordsworth. Even so though William, I think William that's a fake, fake name. <laughs> like you did that because you're a poet. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, sing, you're singing. Let's get the party started. Like stop. All right, well, Jessica, you won. Hang on the phone a quick sec. We'll tell you how to get your gift card, okay? Thank you so much. It's K Chug with Tom and Becky. At which age are we our happiest? Um, we're happy until we're nine. But wait, it changes. Uh, then again, from like 16 all the way to 70. But basically, you're happy as a kid when you're nine, right? Like, that's the golden moment. Whatever. How old is Oliver? Six. Eight. I always say he's five, and you say he's eight. I've never said he's All the time, you say he's eight. He's six. I love Oliver. He's my man. He's pretty great. Oliver's great, man. A butt nut. <laughs> so good. So we're happiest uh, when we're kids until we're nine, and then we become unhappy as we go through uh, puberty, basically. Obviously. And then we get to 16 or 17, and then we happiness increases until you're 70, and then after 70, it's like, uh, I'm over 70. Am I gross? What? Do you remember going through that horrible, horrible, awkward stage when you were younger? Never had an awkward stage. <laughs> did you not? Because I kind of feel maybe you did. I think everyone probably did. Do they still make you shower in seventh grade after PE? Well, I don't know. Probably not. I feel like shaming you. That was a big moment. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, I don't want to go too far into it, but they were like, some kids were older, right? And other kids were younger still. This whole change that was taking place with your body was on full display for five minutes in the shower. I can't imagine in middle school they would still make you do that. I have no idea. We have a lot of teachers listening to us. I, a lot of people text in you know and interact. I'm not going to say a whole lot about that subject right now, but well, I no, I get it. 
like things are things are really weird right now. But I get that. Uh, Bones said no showers allowed anymore in PE. You just stink all day. Is that really it? So if you have PE like in second period and I you worked up a sweat. Aggressive Jamie said we weren't forced to shower when I was in middle school. We weren't forced to shower either when we did PE when I was growing up. Really? Yeah, like you had the option. but So this is really me being an old guy. Um, Apple said they don't even have lockers anymore and showers went out in the 90s. Another person, my seventh grader, says no. Another person, no, they don't. They didn't make us either. I went to junior high from 92 to 94. Okay. Uh, leader of the peasants, no showers in Atascadero schools now. No showers. Another person, no showering in Orchid Middle schools. It doesn't sound like they shower anymore. Yes. Yeah, so she just gets... someone said they's idiot lover said no showers after PE in middle school, but they still dressed out every day. So you go into a locker, take your clothes off, put your PE clothes on, go exercise to some extent, and then get right back in your your clothes for the day. Oh man, was that was that a weird time? I imagine the girls were the same way. Yes, Brittany hates the P word. What'd you say? We're not going to get into the oh. top. We're not going to get into the topics of the I'm world today. Oh. No, you're not. I'm not going to read that. Is the text line working? Yeah. Is it? Yep. Mine's spinning. I'm just saying, like, again, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm 157 years old, but back in the day, when you got naked and you got in that shower. Stop talking because craft singles and whiskey. <laughs> Say it. I can't see it over here. Say it. Oh, what a wuss you are. Okay. You know what? Craft singles and whiskey. Let me tell you something. Maybe you should shut your face. I mean... No. It's just the way you say things. Is it? Yeah. It's not what I say, it's how I say it. A little bit of both. Really? Definitely how you say it, though. Well, you know what, then? I'm going to say it all. Screw you all. Back when I was a kid, everybody's... Yeah, baby! (laughs) The key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift. At an unexpected time. A woman on TikTok shared her theory about why men become more attractive when they get into a relationship. She's calling it the girlfriend effect. Tina Collada explained how her boyfriend Dennis became attractive after she gave him a makeover. She credited herself with his good looks, swearing that his transformation is due to the girlfriend effect. The video shows her showing her boyfriend before they met and photos of him looking like just a, a regular a regular teenage guy yeah and then now she's involved and so then now all of a sudden he's dressing more nicely and different clothes and she's very happy with herself the girlfriend effect i will say that i mean i don't want to share too much about bobby my son I know, like, and he, I don't, don't embarrass him. Right I'm now. not going to embarrass him, but there was a moment in time. There was. Where I had a conversation with Bobby, and I'm like, Bobby, how do I say this nicely? You got to step up your game just a little. You know what I mean? You got like personal hygiene, a P 
appearance. Like it's not gonna. It's like you're gonna. You're gonna ask somebody out. It's gonna be a no. Anyway, I think there's probably a little truth to this, no matter if we want to admit it or not. I I, I think there's a lot, and and I'll tell you why. And this may be surprising to you coming out of my mouth, but there's a lot of s that us guys don't know. We don't get it. We don't we don't live in that world. We don't we don't swim in them waters. Like we don't get it. So a little bit of, of advice from somebody who does goes a long way. I'm not even sure if it's advice as it is just naturally after you've been married for some time. Like your wife buys a lot of like your clothes and stuff. I shouldn't say like dresses you, but like oh I did you know gifts or you know, I went out and bought this. You know, if you like it or not, return it, whatever. But yeah. like, just naturally, stuff starts. And there's a fine line happening there. into it. Well, sure, I'm not saying like you, your wife buys all your clothes for you, right. totally dresses you, because right. that's also like not. That's going to be a that's problem. A problem. What I'm yeah. saying is, there's a naturally over years. I think it can happen even quicker. Like, if somebody says you look nice in this sort of outfit, I think it can happen very quickly. If, if, as a guy, if you're willing to take a deep breath and realize that, you know, throwing on a freaking t-shirt is not going to get it done all the time. You know what I mean? Well, there's also, in this person's case, the case of growing up a little bit. Yes. The guy's, what, 16, 17? Of course, he's going to look like a 16 or 17-year-old now. Sure. He's in his 20s. He's going to dress a little differently. He's going to sure. have a little different places to go, jobs, more yeah. grown up places to go. So it's just naturally going to be a little a little different. Like there's something to the ZZ Top song, Sharp Dressed Man. You know what I mean? Tighten up a little bit. Don't look at what I'm looking at. I'm looking at what you're looking at. You, who's sending in photos? That's it. Lots of people are sending in photos. Of like how they improve their boyfriend's look? Um, just all kinds of different things. I think the girlfriend effect is real. I'll just go on record and say that. I agree with you. I think it's real. Mr. Glass said, you're talking to a man who wears Lululemon. Well, he called it Lulu. This might kill you. Lulu, new word, lemons. You know what, Mr. Glass? I hope the good Lord gave you a big because he sure shorted your own brain. There's a difference. Also a fine line in your wife or girlfriend kind of influencing what you wear and then you wearing their clothes. Oh, no, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And again, coming out of my mouth, you still got to be a man. What do you mean coming out of your mouth? You still got to be a man. Because you <laughs> accuse me of being a woman all the well, time I for crying out loud. I was talking to you. I appreciate 